Welcome to the PJ Party Podcast. My name is Jenny West. I'm Paul Blasino. I'm the P in the PJ Party Pod. I'm the J in the Jenny Podcast. This week we wrap up uh, the season of Halloween. Uh, Paul gets a lot of Halloween thoughts off of his chest. Oh, yeah. And we also ask, when is it too soon to start talking about Christmas? This is like the nightmare before Christmas of podcasts, kind of wedged in between those two holidays. It's exactly that. So thank you for listening. Jen, great party over the weekends. Holy smokes. Thanks. Jen threw uh, just a house wrecker of a really good Halloween party, which is always fun to go to your party especially on Halloween because of all the ghosts that live in your actual house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, so it's an actual haunted house, which mm-hmm. makes it interesting. Nothing really too haunted happened, though. No, I was looking at, because there's a few pictures from the party, and I was like looking in the reflections <laughs> of the windows and seeing, and I was like, ooh, is it the reflection? <laughs> Does it match what's going on in the rest of the picture? Or is there a face in it or something like that, right? And I didn't see any. You didn't see any? Oh, bummer. But uh, congratulations on a really well-pulled-off Guy Fieri costume. Thank you. So good. <laughs> Yours? was great too you're Thanks. Mario I was Super Mario which I've I was looking at it I was like I've been Super Mario one version or another since I was 10 years old probably every other Halloween I just default back to Super Mario either I feel uninspired to think of it as something else or I'm really in like a Super Mario mood and I'm just like I'm being Super Mario for Halloween so I went with it I was uh, Cape Mario from Super Nintendo nice Halloween costumes these days, too, is so simple. Like, right now, go to the store. If you have $70 in your pocket, you're a Super Mario. You can transform magically into a perfect replication of Super Mario, the Nintendo officially licensed perfect hat, mustache, overalls, buttons, right? Everything. Yeah. When I was a little kid, we had to go shopping for a red shirt. And we had to make a hat, right, that looked like a Mario hat. And, and this was the real kicker, there was no fake mustaches to be had. I don't even know if you could buy a fake mustache in the early 1990s. Mm-hmm. My dad went to get a haircut and then saved his hair sweepings in an envelope. And then we glued that or attached it to my face somehow to make a Super Mario mustache. Oh, no. That's so sad and <laughs> disgusting. I wish I had a picture that's of it because I, that's what I remember. Is it nasty? Is that gross? Brian's making I it mean, gross I mean, I almost too. threw up, but. Did, I think that's number that's one. So ingenuitive funny. of my parents and a little on the cheap side. I don't remember <laughs> us being that penny pinchy growing up. but And also, but uh, that's the creativity that Halloween used to be. I kind of miss it. I mean, not really, I don't miss it. You don't miss having your dad's hair on your face, really? (laughs) Do you? No, I suppose not. First of all, I think it's really cool that your dad did that for you because coming from like a small family, um, not really having a lot of expenditures, my mom would always pull out like crazy stuff from her closet from her past. And I always ended up being like a hippie Mm. or like some kind of cool flower child or whatever because of where she's from. With the whole mustache thing, I just think it's awesome that your dad went through that, no matter how or where he got it from, just to get you out there and having that experience, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And so, like, from my experiences being, like, a hippie every single year, I kind of grew up into a hippie. (laughs) I now have dreadlocks, and I'm not sure if it's because of my Halloween experience. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. But, I don't know, like, it's coincidence? But yeah, anyways, that's my whole thing. Mm-hmm. I love it. And you're right. You know, it's like, here I am about to turn 33 years old and I still 
put on a Super Mario costume, like I said, like every other year. It was my favorite costume. I'm, I'm always that. Totally right. And that's the one thing about Halloween is that, like, if you want to be something, you know, if you don't really want to, like, live your ultimate, but a little, maybe a little bit too outlandish for everyday life, uh, truth out there on Halloween, you can do it. You know, that's what a lot of people do. I see these guys, you know, it doesn't have to be something like that. Even can be like a guy I see, like, as, you know, like a Roman emperor costume. And I just, I'm like, I bet that guy wishes he was a bit of a Roman emperor. <laughs> you know? Or like I saw a guy in a Pope costume at the Royals game on Friday. Yeah. That guy maybe wants to be the Pope. <laughs> exactly. He gets to be a Pope for a single day. Right? He was on the Jumbotron and he did the crossing thing and everything. Yeah, that was great. Can I say this, though, about, you know, my parents making me um, Super Mario mustache out of my dad's hair sweepings. I wondered, too, at the time, like, if he just, like, opened up a, an envelope underneath the hair as it fell from his head or if he just asked the barber to sweep the floor around him. Yeah. And then I wonder, right, if, like, other people's hair got mixed in. Is that gross and just, like, floor dirt? Yeah, man, that's super unsanitary. <laughs> <laughs> You probably got pretty ill after that, I'm sure. Well, Other people's strangers' hairs just glued to your mustache. Uh, it is Hallow Eve. Is that how you say Hallow's Eve? It's like the Eve of oh, Halloween. Yeah. It's like it's like Trickster Devil's Night or something like that. All tonight. right, yeah, that's the official name, Trickster Devil's Night tonight. <laughs> um, and to celebrate, well, we had Kate Humble in to tell us a whole bunch of really spooky stories um, that are kind of like true in Victoria that have mm. some history behind them all. And uh, right now, she's got one about one of the most haunted pubs in Victoria, which is in James Bay. It's called the Bent Mast. Yeah, the Bentmast, I think, definitely wins the prize for the most haunted pub in the city, and it is, to be fair, a very competitive field. There are a number of ghosts there, but I agree that the kid ghost is the, the scariest. And we don't know who he is. That's unusual. Normally, we can do the research and figure out who he is. But he's, we think, about five or six, um, quite little. He usually wears a red jumper of some kind. He looks like just a kid. He looks like a normal, real kid. It's not scary. It's not floaty. It's not see-through. It's just a little boy. Um, but he's alone in a pub, and he's running up and down the stairs, and he's giggling and he's kind of playing hide and seek a bit. For a long time upstairs there was an office. It used to be that he would run up the stairs and people would be going up to use the washroom and he'd go into the office and they'd, he'd stick their head in and they'd say, I don't think you should be in here, which was fine because he wasn't. They'd watched him go in, but he just disappeared in the room. But I think one of my favorite stories about him um, came from two ladies who were visiting from Seattle. A couple of years ago they were sitting on the, the front area, uh, the patio, they had some wine, it's the middle of the day, it's sunny, it's August, it's really lovely. And this cute kid comes running out of the pub and he runs right up to the table. And he goes, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? He says, uh, what little guy? What, what's going on? And he goes, it's my birthday. My mom and my dad, they're throwing me a party because it's my birthday. Really adorable. <laughs> and then uh, they're like, okay, well, happy birthday, little guy. And off he goes into the pub. And a few minutes later, their food arrives. And one of these ladies had left her cell phone charger at home. So her phone had died. She'd been keeping it in the bottom of her purse. And all of a sudden, they're sitting there and her dead phone starts ringing. It's her ringtone. And she can't figure out where the battery life has come up from. It hasn't worked in 48 hours. So she picks it up and she puts it up to her face and she says, Hello? It's my birthday. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. My mom and my dad are throwing me a party because it's my birthday. Comes over the phone and she drops the phone, quite understandably. And again, as soon as she reaches over to pick it up, it's off, it's cold, it's dead, it's lifeless, the battery does not function. 
So how this little boy got her phone number, how he breathed life into a dead cell phone, I cannot tell you, but it is one of the creepier stories that I know. Is that also quite common that these ghosts are using modern technology? Uh, ghosts are pretty notorious for tapping into anything that has to do with electricity. Um, and the kind of going theory of what a ghost is may have to do with something called electromagnetic energy, which is the stuff that animates your body. It's what drives all of us living people. And no one knows what happens to your electromagnetic energy when you die. It cannot cease to exist. So for many years, kind of since you know electricity started to be understood in the 19th century a little bit better, people have thought that ghosts can manipulate and interact with electricity. It's almost like it's a conduit for them or that they can suck the energy out of something in order to exist. I have lots of stories. Uh, there's one at the Delta Ocean Point Resort where people, their cell phones suddenly drain and then there's a ghost phenomenon. And it's mm. almost like they're sucking the energy out of your battery. Well, um, this is a follow-up to this story, the Bent Mast, and then also to the one at the Empress too. I mean, these are functioning businesses. Mm-hmm today um <laughs> like a picture of the hotel manager from ghostbusters who's just like we want this thing out of here tonight you know <laughs> um is that the way it is with these businesses are they like oh god this is like a menace to deal with or it must be like they quite love it because brings in so many you know people who want to maybe experience it or are curious what's the what's management's take on the ghosts in their places it varies so broadly from business to business um some of them love it because it brings people to them and um ghost tourism is definitely a thing. Yeah. We get people coming to Victoria because it is the most haunted city in, the, in these parts. People come here and they, they book haunted hotels. They go on ghost tours. I've had people who've come on a ghost tour every single night. They've been here for a week. They came on every ghost tour. Yeah. Every single one. Um, they go to places. They have EMF detectors. Like All of these ghost hunting shows, so many of them are just total nonsense, of course, but regardless, it's feeding an industry and people really like this stuff. There's something about human beings. We love to scare ourselves. So some managers um, play it up. They, they love to kind of emphasize it. Um, others find it uncomfortable and they very quickly, you know, change your room or they apologize. That's what often happens at the Empress. But even mm. so, so, they're actually pretty cool with the whole thing because it's a huge, famous building and it's all about their history. And that's the nice thing about our stories is that they're all kind of historically connected as best they can be. And I wonder why Victoria is so haunted and I hope we're not on a hellmouth. Do you want to know what we're on? What? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm going to guess. It's not like Buffy style. It's not Buffy style hellmouth. It's not like under Sunnydale High School. It's something called ley lines. It's an intersection of ley lines. So ley lines are um, lines of energy that crisscross the globe. You can go have a Google of this. It's L-E-Y, ley lines. And the idea is that they're these sort of invisible energy lines. And where they intersect, you have, it's almost like a magnetic pole or like, I hesitate to use the word portal because it sounds so 80s horror film. But <laughs> like, like things are more likely to be attracted to that place. So here in, in Victoria, we know where the ley lines are exactly because they run right down First Nations sacred sites. They run down uh, where people have built a lot of churches, uh, that sort of thing. One of them ends right with Doris Gravelin, the golf course ghost in Oak Bay, for right. example. Yeah. See, it's almost like the ghosts tend to concentrate along these ley lines. So we're at a major intersection here, which is also why we have apparently such a huge and thriving Wiccan community. Right. They're drawn to places with this kind of vibe. So here's my other thought that I had, Jenny, about Halloween this year. And you know I've been yelling and screaming about this, like, for so long. But officially, we ought to change the date of Halloween. Talk to me about Samhain or talk to me about, you know, like, ancient pagan rituals or whatever on October the 31st. Mm -hmm. But, like, shouldn't we, this modern North American 
thing of Halloween. Shouldn't it just be the last Friday or the last Saturday in October? I really like that idea because, yeah, kids going to school the next day. Mm -hmm. You know, having it on a Tuesday this year is kind of a bummer. I mean, I already celebrated Halloween this weekend. It it feels like it's done now. It feels like it's done. It feels like the whole Halloween load has been completely, you know, blown. And it's like, I, I, today... Yeah, it feels like it's over. Yeah. And I'm making plans to, like, give out candy tomorrow. I'm just like, for what? Oh, right. It's still Halloween. I guess what's great about it, too, though, having, like, a f- like the, the weekend before Halloween, you can have two different costumes. So if you couldn't like decide on that. one, yeah, we yeah. have a different costume tomorrow. Yes. yes. Super secret costume tomorrow. Excited for that one. Today, I was feeling like, put a poppy on me. I know. I don't want to deal with a Halloween costume anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, it feels like November already. Like, it's done. Yeah. This is a weird year for Halloween. It is a weird one. Yeah. What yeah. do we do? We get, like, a, a protest? Like, we have get some signatures and give it to the mayor? I don't know. I feel like works. we're in a weird in-between time where everyone already does this anyways. Mm-hmm. You know? Everyone already does celebrate it on the weekend the last October. But, um... Let's make it official. Let's make it official. Great costume today, kid. Thank you. You as well. We crushed. We had this idea, what, like a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. It just like dawned upon us. Obviously, for <laughs> Halloween, of course, we should be Dylan and Jason for Halloween. Yes. And <laughs> can I say what you said? <laughs> just before our show started. It was so awful today trying to watch you eat lunch through a fake beard that you had glued to your face. Yeah. And <laughs> what did you say? You're like... It's uncomfortable living like this. I was like, no, I, okay. So I was like, I'm so uncomfortable with all this. Now I know why Jason's grumpy all the time. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, I have like some stuffing in for his, his little gut, you know, he's got a little gut. <laughs> a little tummy. A little yeah, tummy it's and it's very tummy. itchy and I've got a beard. It's uh-huh. itchy as well. I'm just very itchy everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm grumpy as heck. Being Dylan was great. It's just, you know, it's a bald cap and a big fluffy beard and... Fake eye. Fake eye and lots of water. I'm feeling so well hydrated today. It's so great. I've just been smoking cigarettes and drinking (laughs) coffee all day. So if you didn't see what we look like as Dylan and Jason, um, you can see the pictures up on the Zone Facebook page, the whole happy team together in Zone Control. And if you want to hear what that would sound like, well, we have that for you. But also, this is what it sounded like this morning when we surprised Dylan and Jason just before... They left for their now, like, two-and-a-half-week vacation. 9.51, it is time for us. What is going on here? It is time for us to get into here. Hey! 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 Do you hey, recognize my kid doesn't this shirt? know about, you know. Do you recognize this shirt, Jason? Is, is, that, is that actually that his shirt? shirt? Did you, how did you Where'd get you his get dead shirt Kennedy from? shirt? Oh, where would we get your shirt What is from? up with the eye? A <laughs> <laughs> fake eye is hard to keep. You need a Vic Fest t-shirt and your hoodie. I know, he's got the Vic Fest and the hoodie and the jeans. Paul, you guys are amazing. That is so funny. I don't know how he talks through this beard, but I can see why there's so many beard hairs on the mic all the time. Thanks for having the gut, too, and everything, Jenny. That's great. Wow, you guys. So perfect. You know what's great? We just made a promo where we were writing a letter specifically to you guys. So there you go. That's that's our homage to you. That is so funny. Our love letter to you guys. Oh, my God. (laughs) Paul, Paul, how are you keeping that fake eye in your head right now? Just wanged it in there. Yeah, you know how it goes. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god, oh, I love god. you guys. Well, thank Can my you wife for... give you my Dead Kennedys t-shirt? Yes, of course. Yes. Oh my yeah. god. There's many t-shirts missing from your closet right now. <laughs> no, is that really? Yeah. I had <laughs> options. <laughs> you like look like Jason. <laughs> thank you. He looks like you. <laughs> so what I look like? <laughs> thank you guys. That totally just made my day. Dylan and Jason in the morning zone. Is it legal to be nude on your own property? No, absolutely not. Why not? You're allowed to do all our kind of illegal stuff on your property. Like what? Doing drugs, getting all boozed up. You're not allowed to do that either. Um, yeah, I think you are. No, you're not. Where do you come from? Uh, well. Oh, yeah, all those episodes of cops where they knock down the door. Oh, oh, sorry, you're in your own house. Okay, we'll leave then. Warriors, <laughs> come out to play. Dental dam. Huh? Dude, why gotta be saying dental dam? Oh, here, I'll pass you a beer. Okay, I had another Halloween thought. Oh my gosh, how many Halloween thoughts do you have? Oh, it was a long Halloween weekend, yeah. We're playing with a Ouija board right now, and I was listening to your story over the weekend too, right? Of like Ouija board stuff. Mm-hmm. You told a very scary story about a Ouija board, right? You don't like to mess with them. No, when I was a kid, I had a lot of really crazy things happen yeah. while I used a Ouija board. Yeah. Okay, here's my thought about a Ouija board. Ouija boards are like made in the same factory as other board games. Yeah. Right? And so I imagined like going on a tour of being like, and this is where we make Candyland. Each of the individual playing pieces is molded out of this plastic and blah, 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 blah. And then like down the hall is like, and here's where we make the Ouija board. And you open the door and you just like all this like spirits all flying around. <laughs> Right? And then they're like, here's where we like condense the souls of the damned <laughs> into this board that you can communicate. And we all have to open a threshold and a portal into the dying afterlife every single day to make sure that there's a connection between this world and the next for Ouija boards. Isn't that crazy? And all these like ghosts are flying around the room, right? This is where we do. Okay, now we continue on to the Monopoly room, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly how it is at like Warner Bros or wherever it's made. So yeah, that's yeah. what I thought too. The Parker Brothers factory. <laughs> My power ranking of Halloween candies. Oh, yeah, that was bogus. No. Yeah, it was incorrect. No, it was absolutely correct. Can I count you you down? I'm going to count you down my top 10 Halloween candies in order, okay? Starting from 10? Starting from 10, and so I leave behind all the other ones that I... Uh, don't even make the top 10, like all the Maynards, oh, the Swedish Fish, and the like Hubba Double Bubble Gum, and all this trash, and the candy corn obviously is junk. <laughs> Here's the top 10 in order power ranked Halloween candies. Number 10, I've actually moved this up a spot from last year the Crispy Crunch. Crispy Crunch, I think, is now ahead of a Mars bar. There's nothing going on in a Mars bar. Crispy Crunch is crispity. I'm saying Crispy Crunch comes in at number 10. That one hurts my teeth. So it's nowhere near top 10 for me. Number nine, a Crunch Bar. Those are good. Okay. Number eight, Twix. Oh, yeah. Get a Crunch and you get a little bit of caramel in there, too. Number seven, a Cookies and Cream from Hershey's. Love those. Right? Yeah. They're the only Hershey's bar you can get, but it's actually any good. I think that would be closer to the top to me. Mm-hmm. I love that one. They're really nice. Mm-hmm. Number six, Wonder Bar. Number five, yeah. Butterfinger. Those are the two peanut ones. What is that? They're the peanut, peanut ones. They're okay. bu- peanut butter ones. They're right. both those. I do feel that the bite-sized Butterfinger is a little bit better than the bite-sized Wonder Bar. Okay. Number four. Ooh, these are good ones. Mr. Big. Yep. Yep. That's one of my top ones for sure. I okay. love that one. It might even be number one for me. Yeah. It's a great flavor, even in bite size. Number three, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. 
You know what I noticed this year for Halloween? Is yes. They're not a full cup anymore. Yes, you're they right. They make them even smaller. Yes. They're like a tiny, miniature little cup thing that's not even a cup. It makes me sad. I might bump that down the list because of that exact reason. It I know. It's so nice to get a full Reese's cup mm-hmm. for Halloween. Even though they're just the individual ones. Yeah. Maybe they're even a little bit smaller than the ones you buy, like if you're at a gas station. Mm. But no, this year they're like tiny little, like bite size. Like the size of a fingernail almost. They're tiny. They're tiny. Okay. I'll put that into consideration for next year. Okay. Number two, Snickers. What are you making the face for? I just like, it's not very memorable. What? Anyway. It's got the little peanuts in there, a little caramel Snickers. Mr. Big is better than. No. And then number one. The best Halloween candy that there is, bite size O. Henry. I strongly disagree with that. What I think possibly coffee have against- crisp is number one. Coffee crisp. Yeah, coffee crisp is so good. O. Henry's are boring. Whenever I got O. Henry's, I would trade those. My sister loved them, so I'd give her four for coffee crisp. Coffee crisp is all like airy, and the texture's all so wrong. Good. The wafer is and delicious. The wafer. Who wants a wafer? And coffee is a drink that I want to drink, and maybe as a frappuccino. But why do I have to bite into a coffee, coffee flavored and chocolate? Chocolate is so good. Love it. It is a good, that's grown on me certainly since I was a child. But like as a kid, ask me to eat a coffee crisp. I'd be like, what? Should I pay some bills for you as well? Whoa. Should I talk to the CRA and write a letter? <laughs> that's a very adult thing. So it does gets knocked down to points. Mm-hmm. So really, your number one would be coffee crisp. Okay, mm-hmm. my number one is on Henry. Stay safe out there tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Have your parents check your Halloween candy when you get home tonight, everybody. Mm-hmm. The Afternoon Zone. With Paul Plastino and Jenny West. What? Hello, Zone 913. Hey, I just turned on the radio. You guys were talking about candy. Yes. Um, man, the bite-sized Reese's Cups are by far the best candy out there. Mm-hmm. Did I miss that part? Oh, I said they were a little bit down the list. They were number three. Oh, Mike. I bet you 90, 91% of donors are going to vote for that, number one. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not a voting thing. I just am deciding because I'm correct. This oh, is my the gosh. Don't listen, don't listen to Paul. Don't listen to him. And the, co- the coffee, Chris, when you were a kid, you, you probably wouldn't even eat those. Oh, like, no, I would eat like, them up. Yeah, that's I weird. I love you're them. You're a weirdo, Jenny. Oh, you're really? Weirdo. Yeah, you're weird. No one oh, ate those as kids? No. I got stoked oh. over those. No. Nah. Those those ones would be left in the bag for like yeah. weeks and then they just melt and yeah. Mm-hmm. Those oh, are no hey. good. I'm I'm saying the Reese's cups are great. Okay, put them at number three. All right, but all right. here's the thing about it is like you just get a little tired of them after we eat one. It's so buttery that you kind uh, of you have to yeah. take a break. Case in point, um, Ryan Aram from the 100.3 The Q next door yeah. had a big box of bite size O Henrys and a bite size. Reese's Cups, and yeah. I noticed today as people were like coming through the office and taking a one and taking another one, right, that yeah. by far the O'Henry's were getting taken a lot faster than the Reese's Cups. Really? Now, that's just an unscientific little experiment. That was, yeah, that's, that's real, though. That's, that's, uh, you got some data. Right? So that's what I find. Of course I go for a Reese's Cup, but when I'm done it, I'm like, okay, that's enough for a little while. Yeah, they're a bit salty, too. You're right. Right? right? But the O'Henry, I can go back for more and more and more. You might be turning me, though, yeah. See? All right. I'm not well, just pulling this out of my tuchus. I really no, thought I'm not, so cho- I'm not so choked anymore. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Halloween, man. You stay safe yeah. out there. Bye. Bye. Jenny, I got one more Halloween thought to lay on you, okay? Just one more. Hear me out. 
We all know the Michael Jackson Halloween classic thriller, right? Mm -hmm. This one obviously is a Halloween song. It's a little on the nose. Do you know what I mean? It's like the spooky everything is in it and the Vincent Price and everything. You're like, okay. Mm -hmm. It's a scare. Oh, a wolf is howling. It's close to midnight. Right? Something yeah. evil is lurking in the dark. Right? It's a little... Okay. What's your thought? <laughs> okay, my thought was, you know what other Michael Jackson kind of sounds like a Halloween song, but isn't? Is Beat It. Yeah. Totally. Like, look how... This is, I heard this this morning, and I was like, ugh, scary. Is this also about ghosts? Isn't the video... Too? Hell yeah, I'm watching that. No, it's like, I think it's gang violence is oh, what this is about. Oh, isn't that's it? scary. That's scary. <laughs> right? I'm watching the video now. There's like, oh, these rival gangs are in a pool hall and one of the gangs came up from the sewers. Was this a problem back in the 1980s, like in big cities? Sewer gangs? Sewer gang? <laughs> <laughs> Same time as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, not this part of it. This part's not spooky, obviously, but I, that I think beginning like, part. Michael Jackson, yeah, like... I definitely, if he were to be associated with one holiday, I would say Halloween for sure. Right. Interestingly, though, when I just watched the, when you rewatched the video for Thriller, mm -hmm. there's like a disclaimer at the beginning. Do you remember? And he's like, due to my strong personal beliefs, I must say this does not endorse the occult in any way. What? Signed, Michael Jackson. Really? Yeah, if you will look that. up the video, it has that. I don't know, it's a weird thing. Oh. All right, that's it for enough of Halloween thoughts for me. I will not have another thought about the holiday of Halloween until next year, I promise. Oh, thank God. Okay, okay. My favorite movie right now is Moana. Yeah, it's a great movie. I was almost going to dress up as Maui for Halloween, I thought. I thought about it. Mm -hmm. um, but then I started hearing about these things about how, you know, uh, Moana kind of reflects the Pacific Island culture and maybe it's uh, kind of along the, line, along the same lines, uh, along those uh, cultural appropriation lines for mm -hmm. someone like me who is not of Pacific Island heritage to be dressing up like that. Mm -hmm. So I did some poking around and some calling around today at UVic. I wanted to talk to somebody and found uh, Paige Thomes. I hope I'm saying her last name right, but she's a graduate student at UVic in history as well as an interdisciplinary program called Culture, Social, and Political Thought. Her current area of interest is the intersection between religion and law and the role of the state when those two things collide. Mm -hmm. So has some interesting thoughts about these things, but she'd been doing a lot of thoughts up kind of about Halloween. She'd been thinking about these types of things, right, Paige? In terms of Halloween specifically, I really started thinking quite a lot about it. Can you dress up as a character that you really love without being accused of something like cultural appropriation. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. And I can remember being in, in high school in the mid-80s and we had Airband and a friend of mine dressed up as Tina Turner, these short leather miniskirts and this very spiky hair and used makeup to darken her skin. Mm. Now, this is 1985, so nobody was really talking about cultural appropriation. Right. Really what we saw is that she did this great job dressing up as this woman that she loved and did this really great lip syncing of her. Could you still do that today? Yeah. I'm not sure that you could, even if your goal was still the same, to dress up as this character that you love and pay homage to them in some kind of way. 
we've now crossed into this territory where it's certainly just no longer appropriate, no yeah. matter what. Yeah. We've, it's, it's very, it has become very black and white. And in fact, I don't think it's black and white. I think it's, in fact, much more gray than it's ever been. Yeah, that's kind of, and that's kind of what I want to ask you too about, is it like it, we've all kind of signed off for the most part on there are certain things you just, just can't don't do. do, right? It's like mm-hmm. anything to do with any indigenous culture, you Absolutely. do not wear those feather headdresses or whatever yeah. it is. The blackface, as you mentioned, is a totally out. But yeah, I do feel there is the little bit of a gray thing there where it's just like, okay, so to come back to the um, example of Moana, right? Moana's mm-hmm. huge. Right. Every little girl in the world practically loves Moana and maybe wants to dress up as her for Halloween. Now, we don't have quite the same history of you know genocide and all the rest of it to do with other indigenous peoples, but Pacific Islanders did deal with their own type of colonialism. Mm-hmm. And so now for North American or European little girls to want to dress like a Pacific Island girl like Moana, that kind of, like you say, falls into one of those gray areas, right? Well, you know, I don't think they're wanting to dress up as a Pacific Island girl. I think they're just wanting to dress up as Moana. Right, which is mm. the same as your friend not wanting to dress up as a black pop star. She wanted to dress up as, as Tina, Turner. Tina Turner because she loved her. Yes. So does that kind of, is that almost like a, I don't know, like a defense against appropriation or like a, is that like a nice little bubble where well, because it's done out of love, mm-hmm. it does, that appropriation I, thing doesn't exist? I think we have to also remember what appropriation means. It really means to step in and steal somebody's culture. Right. And I'm not sure that a Halloween costume counts. Mm. Now, I appreciate that could be a really insensitive thing to say. Are there not other larger fish to fry? Are there not Mm. real episodes of cultural appropriation that we should be turning our attention to? But to just across the board say, just don't do it, Mm. without any real discourse around that, I think is actually does a greater disservice to people of color and to people that are genuinely wanting to right some of our past wrongs. Essentially, we can boil it down to that uh, the little girl who comes to your door as Moana this Halloween um, is not doing anything terribly wrong and shouldn't be shunned. Mm-hmm. And uh, we should look to right bigger social or societal or cultural evils other places. Halloween and little girls maybe isn't the place to do it. I think it's more complex than that. And yeah. I don't want to say it's it's right or wrong. I think what I would say is what it boils down to is that it's much more complex than a Halloween costume. Hey, Zone, I'm Trey. Paul, how are you now? Good and you? That's bad. So... Everybody's getting all bent out of shape about these costumes I hear. No, not really all that bent out of shape. It's just a fun question to ask and kind of thing that's going on. Why? Well, it just seems that society is taking too much offense to everything these days. Just uh, wasn't sure. I was thinking about dressing up like Moana myself, but yeah, I don't know. How far did you get with your Moana costume? Well, I'm still working on the grass skirt. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get yeah. past the grass skirt. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of stuff in society right now. I guess everybody's taking offense to. You can't really sneeze the wrong left or the right. Everybody takes offense to it. So uh, it's just kind of weird. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't think of it as something that's like, oh, be offended by this or be offended by that. It's not about being offended. It's to me, it's more of like uh, we are a society built on a lot of really shitty things, 
And maybe what we ought to do as like evolved and futuristic, wondrous, you know, smart, progressive, forward thinking human beings is kind of see, you know, where those shitty things are still poking up through the dirt in our culture and just try and, you know, trim those weeds. That's all. Just pluck those weeds out. And if this thing is a a vestige and it's still something that remains from our shitty past, let's see if we can do away with it. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not offended. I'm not offended by literally anything, man. Nothing offends me. I'm just, yep. this This conversation simply is, are there some things we maybe don't have to be doing anymore because it genuinely hurts other human beings? That's the conversation. Exactly. Well, I said I was going to just see if I can do the uh, letter Kenny sort of uh, talk there, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, he nailed that. And that's you nailed sure. that one. Yeah. Thank you oh. for calling him, man. <laughs> talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Uh, big news last night and kind of like a sigh of relief for a lot of people was <laughs> Donald Trump's Twitter was completely just deleted for a total of 11 minutes last night. So if you went to his page, it was just like, page cannot be found. Mm. And there was an investigation that went on. They, uh, they managed to get it back up in, in 11 minutes. But it turns out that it was a former Twitter employee and it was their last day working for Twitter and they decided on that last day to do the thing that would satisfy them the most, which was delete Donald Trump's <laughs> official Twitter account. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, what would be the most satisfying thing to do on a last day of work that at, at, maybe at a job that was very frustrating or whatever it may be right. for that Twitter employee? It was probably that. Because I've thought about this a lot. This mm-hmm. is, And this is a great job. We love this job. Yeah. But I've thought like. If I'm going out, what's the blaze of glory that I would go out in? Yeah, what would you say? What was the big rant? Or is there a rant or is it like... Uh, I think I get all my rants out. It's nothing I'm yeah. really holding <laughs> back on. But um, no, I, you know what I would do is like I have a, a couple of favorite songs and they're really long. Mm-hmm. There's one by NoFX called The Decline. Maybe you know it. It's a 20 minute long punk song yeah. that I really love. This is where I connect with Jason Lamb. I would like <laughs> bar the door. And I'd put that on followed by... The Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota by Weird Al Yankovic, which is like a, <laughs> yeah. another really long song where he talks about going to Minnesota and seeing the biggest ball of twine. Two of my favorite songs, I would play those back to back and then they'd have to like, you know, get the fire department to axe the door down <laughs> to like drag me out of here. That would be my blaze of glory I in like this particular job. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I would do for this job, but I mean, I know that like when I was working in like service industry, customer mm. service, there was a lot of things I'd like to say to the customers. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Just right. lay it all. All out. No more customer service voice for me, this lady. (laughs) So now that, you know, Halloween is over, we're seeing like a few kind of, you know, random eerie skeletons left over. I still have (laughs) caution tape going up my stairs, but I think I'm just going to leave it there because they're sketchy. Yeah, you should get real caution tape because those stairs are... Death trap. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty bad. But um, I have already seen Christmas decorations. Of course, if you go into like any department store, you already see a whole bunch of Christmas goodies up for sale. And I'm wondering what the proper time is to, to start putting up your Christmas decorations, to start playing the music. I have a couple of thoughts on this because uh, same, I walked by a, a building yesterday. I was walking to work and I saw a guy stringing up Christmas lights. And I just thought, no, dude, too soon. It's November the 3rd, bud. Like, mm-hmm. knock it off. For the retail thing, I kind of feel for people working in retail. They've got to do the big Christmas push, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's probably the biggest consumer holiday yeah, <laughs> out you, there. Yeah, of course, right? And so they're made to do it. And you can't just spring that stuff up. You've got to, it's work to do, right? Yeah. So they've got to do it. And they need time to do it. 
And then I've heard people yelling and screaming about like, oh, the Starbucks cups are Christmassy and can't you wait until after Remembrance Day? Um, that should be the official start of the Christmas season. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Well, I saw this really good um, post and someone was saying, okay, but listen, the veterans who you're supposed to be honoring on Remembrance Day, what they fought and died for is your freedom to do whatever you want, mm -hmm. right? It's like they're, they're fighting for the freedom. So if your thing is, if you're expressing your truth is, Christmas starts the day after Halloween. That's something that you're free to do in this country. Uh, it doesn't preclude you from going to a Remembrance Day ceremony on November the 11th. Mm -hmm. It doesn't preclude you from wearing a poppy or doing all these things or supporting your veterans in all these ways. If you want to drink a peppermint latte on November the 3rd, you can do that as well as honor our veterans. Okay, so I know people just love to get all up in arms. And they think, oh, you're disrespecting the troops. Not until after Remembrance Day. Okay, you know what? For me... For me, Christmas doesn't start until after American Thanksgiving. Or actually, I made sure I make sure that my lights don't go up in my house until like the beginning of December or like four weeks out from Christmas or the start yeah. of Advent, which is how I grew up, right? In the Catholic tradition. Yeah. But that's my living my truth. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do it day after Halloween, whatever. It's just like that's what the freedom to do whatever you want is. Mm -hmm. I like I like that, Paul. For me, I just am lazy, so I just wait until like the day before, and I'm like, oh yeah, Christmas, gotta. <laughs> Got to do something about that. Got to put up some station. decorations or something. <laughs> I don't know. I guess got to get presents for people. Sure, I'll do that the day before. <laughs> uh, we were talking earlier about when is the right time to start decorating and celebrating Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I personally, when I don't know, whenever you want to celebrate Christmas, I think it's fine. I personally would do it after Remembrance Day. Sunday, December the 3rd. December the 3rd is when you'd like to start? First Sunday in Advent, 2017, Sunday, December the 3rd. The Pope says so. That's when Christmas starts. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we did get a lot of text messages about, uh, you know, everyone has their own opinion about this as well. Can I read some? Because Please do. My whole thing was um, people get really riled up because Christmas, of course, it's annoying. I get it, mm. too. I um I don't celebrate Christmas until like literally I because I was raised that way the first Sunday of Advent right mm -hmm. and though I've left a lot of my childhood raisings behind um, I like that if I'm going to celebrate Christmas I celebrate it four weeks out of Christmas and then one week after I celebrate my lights come down on January the sixth because that's like the official end of Christmas season whatever and I just think that makes sense to me mm -hmm. so that's how I do it but my whole point is if people and especially stores and businesses want to put up their Christmas stuff really early, yeah. don't get upset about it. I agree that it's silly. I, I'm annoyed. My eyes roll when I hear the jingle bells on November the 1st. Um, you know, I, I just don't... I just, there's this whole thing right now going on where there, people try to make it about Remembrance Day. Wait until the 12th and it's disrespectful to our veterans and all this. It's not... Uh, it could be. I don't know. Well, it but, but this is mean like veteran, people are so. not putting Christmas stuff up to disrespect veterans or to gloss over their sacrifice for our country. Mm. They're doing it because they like Christmas. And this is my point, right? That that the veteran stuff and the Remembrance Day stuff is just being used to get you angry about something. Don't let it bother you. If you have a ton of respect and want to honor veterans, better make goddamn sure that you're out at the Remembrance Day ceremonies, that you're wearing your poppy and that you're, you know, doing all mm. these things. That's how you celebrate Remembrance Day. That's how you honor veterans. Not by yelling at some poor person working a retail job or someone behind a Starbucks that their cups and their lattes are different. Yeah, someone brought okay. up a point. Graham said that yes. apparently um, Starbucks makes $1 billion per day for every day yeah. 
they have Christmas decorations or Christmas and items dress. up. Yes. Um, so that's, that's one. It's why. A, it's a consumer holiday, right? That's right. Yeah. It has nothing to do with Remembrance Day or anything like that. Yeah. It is completely, these businesses are trying to make money. All right. Well, vote with your dollar and don't buy a peppermint latte December yeah. till December 1st. Do you want to quickly read out the other yeah, ones? Yeah. Um, the veterans fought for our rights, uh, but for the sake of all mall employees uh, everywhere, let's start and wait till December 1st to start blaring the same 10 songs on repeat to the signal the arrival of the mind-numbing carnival of consumerism. Yeah. So that's really good. And then, um, yeah, the other one from Graham that I really liked, it says that um, the issue is that our brains naturally associate and correlate two things, so it's a survival skill. However, enjoying a peppermint latte doesn't disrespect veterans. There's no relation. It's just something our minds create. Mm-hmm. Unless you're somehow enjoying it in order to spite these heroes, you know, you're not doing it. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what I mean. Like, don't let people get you angry um, for no reason, right? Don't be upset about Remembrance Day and Christmas overlapping. Doesn't yeah. do anything. Put your lights up when you want. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why. Well, thank you, Paul. Good rant today. Good few rants today. You did good. I'm so sleepy. I'm oh. go <laughs> you need a nap. Go Paul, you have a good afternoon. Love you, Jen. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Bye.